It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 134 of the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, a betting preview of this weekend's Premier League and NRL action. Something a bit different as I have absolutely no one joining me today. Couldn't get George on, couldn't get Nigel on, uh, couldn't get Tony on. They just weren't fitting in. Well, I mean, some of them could come on. Uh, Nigel said he'd come on, but... uh, just couldn't figure out a good time. So we thought I'd, I thought I'd try something new this weekend. Thought I'd just do a solo betting preview, kind of go through some of the markets I'll be betting on this weekend or at least looking at. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully find some angles there for uh, for all of you. So, yeah, we'll go through today the, uh, the EPL, in particular just the Arsenal and Norwich game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really back myself too much to to give you anything outside of, uh, you know, outside of that game, just because I don't really follow much of the Premier League, but I follow Arsenal very closely. So I hopefully give you guys some insight there, and then um, move towards the NRL. So for those who don't know, the NRL is the rugby league competition over in Australia. So uh, I can give you some guys some insight there. All right, let's get into it. Let's kick off Arsenal versus Norwich. Arsenal, about 1.5 in most plays. You get 1.55. Uh, draw, 4.5-ish, 4.6. And Norwich, you can get as high as 7 in a few places. Most places, about 6.5 or 6. For me, this one is just all about team news. Now, <clears throat> it's basically it's basically let's shit on Arsenal season at the moment. Uh, in all the in all the media, which is it's it's fair enough. I mean, they've had a terrible start to the season. But if you if you really put their their season into context, the start of their season into context, they've lost to Chelsea and Manchester City, who are arguably the two best teams in the world. They played the Champions League final last last season, um, and they lost to Brentford, who were playing in their brand new stadium at home. Arsenal had some COVID drama on the eve of the on the eve of the game with Aubameyang and Lacazette missing out. Um, Brentford's first game in the Premier League, they had all the momentum, and it was kind of when you think back, it's probably not too much of a shock that they did Arsenal over that day. The problem with Arsenal is is the way they have been playing. I guess is the lack of. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of game plan, but the, the tactics were all wrong for Arsenal in all three of those games. So I think that's it was the way we played that really disappointed Arsenal fans. Um, so, but this is this is almost the start of the season for Arsenal here. They come up against Norwich, relegation battlers, you would say. Um, Norwich have lost all their games so far, haven't they? Yes, they have. They've had, you know, similar kind of opponents, though. They've had, you know, Liverpool, Manchester City and uh, and Leicester. I think they perform quite well on XG against Leicester, so from memory. You know, their season looks terrible so far in terms of all the results, but, no, I mean, it's it's the start of the season and anything can really happen. But when I, when I say it's all about team use for me is because 
I think this is basically the start of the season for Arsenal here. We were missing Party, we were missing Gabrielle, we were missing White for two games. Aubameyang missed um, missed the first game. I think he missed the Chelsea game too. Jeez, my memory's not serving me too well here. But anyway, what I'm saying is that I think the biggest loss that Arsenal have had this first two games, these first three games, sorry, is that they've missed Party, who is just so vital to this team, especially when you leave Shaka in midfield to kind of run things. It kind of creates a bit of a mess. So Party being back is huge. And also having White and Gabrielle, who I assume will partner together in the centre centre half, uh, that's also a lot more promising combination than the likes of Mari and Holding, uh, even Kalasanak played uh, played against Manchester City, which is just frightening stuff. The big thing is is whether they're actually going to start or not. So reading the Arsenal team news, it looks like they're all fit and ready to go. But that's just reading the Arsenal team news. So it's it's hard to know whether they'll actually start or not, whether Gabriel, Party, and White will all start. The Arsenal front line speaks for itself. Saka might not start just because he's coming back from international duty, but you've still got Smithrow, Pepe, Aubameyang, um, Martinelli. You've got a star-studded front four, Odegaard too. So there's no problems in the front four, four but you're not going to get the ball to them unless you've got some some solid players in midfield. So for me, the key is party. Um, and then, yeah, at least one of White or um, White or Gabrielle to start will help out also. So I'm not going to give any um, prediction now or bet now, but I would be the line last time I checked was minus one. I'll just double check the markets now just to make sure nothing has changed. But yesterday... The line was one. It looks like it's kind of similar now. Maybe the odds have come in on Arsenal a little bit here at minus one. I think it was at 190 yesterday just because of um, – I assume this has probably come in because of the Arsenal team used today saying that Party and Gabrielle and White are all fit to go. Um, but I think if – I think it's all about fastest finger on this one. If you guys can – I think the game starts uh, yeah three o'clock uh, UK time I assume on on Saturday afternoon. If you guys are there, ready to go, get your Twitter up, have a look at the team news um, on Arsenal. If Party White and Gabrielle are all playing, I think it's just it's a no brainer to get on that minus one as quickly as possible before it drops um, and. I mean, vice versa too. If if those guys aren't playing, then try and get on Norwich plus one as as quickly as possible. The market does love Arsenal, as as uh, I think we've talked about on the podcast before. The market loves Arsenal. You could probably bet on them now, and you might get some closing line value. But if it was me, I would wait. Let's see if the team news comes out. Uh, party. Party White and Gabrielle all play, then I think uh, that minus one will, you know, go to 1.25 or maybe even more. I also think the way that Norwich play helps Arsenal out a lot. They're not that kind of team like a Crystal Palace who will just sit in their box and just defend their way and hit you on the break if they ever get a chance. I think Norwich, you know, I haven't seen too much of them lately, but, you know, from what 
we saw when they were in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. They weren't afraid to to play a bit of footy and and not, you know, play that like dogged sit back and defend the box kind of mentality that your your palaces and stuff like that like to play. So I think that plays into Arsenal's hands a little bit. Yeah, they might be a little bit more frightening in attack and be able to open Arsenal up a bit more. But um, I, th- I do think that if those players are there for Arsenal, that this could be a, um, I think it could be a solid victory for Arsenal. I think you could be looking at a, you know, them scoring three goals if, if all those players are available. Um, so yeah, maybe you want to look at the overs too if all the Arsenal players are back. Uh, I think the the line was at 2.75. So maybe you want to look at the overs if all those players are, are back also. So, um, yeah, that's all I really have to say on that one. And hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully Arsenal will come out with a strong side. And, yeah, I would just be, I would just be there ready ready to rumble um for a bit of for a bit of team news and if it's favorable then um then jump on all right let's move on to the nrl don't think we ever previewed a game of nrl on the podcast before but when uh when the boys can't come on the podcast it's my time to shine all right let's talk about it's finals time in the nrl you've got the gold coast titans here coming up against the sydney roosters gold coast titans are my side so I know just about everything about them. Odds here, four point. So this is the like one x two, I guess odds. I'm not sure they have, I guess, money line or um yeah, those odds because this includes the draw, obviously. But yeah, Sydney Roosters. Most most bookmakers will. I would I would just bet the money line or um I guess draw no bet. Uh, so this would be. Yeah, you're going to get something around 1.25 for the Roosters, maybe lower than that. And the Titans, uh, you could get 4.4 yesterday, which I wish I recorded this a little bit earlier. But um, looks like all those 4.4s are basically gone now. But yeah, Bet365 and Unibet, they're 4.25. And then if it was money line, I think it's 4.2. The Titans, they, 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 they're a funny side. They, they went on a wretched run of form throughout the middle of the season, especially where their defense was just awful, like seriously, seriously awful. But the last month of football, maybe a little bit further than that, maybe the last you know, one and a half months, their defense, you can just see it, it's a lot more solid. <clears throat> they're defending more as a team uh, and they're not as vulnerable as they were on those edges where they were just getting done over. I think there's been some, some serious improvement there in their defense. You know, I'm not not saying they've they've got the defense of a of a Penrith or a or a Storm or anything like that, but at least it's it's to a more of a respectable kind of level now. They've actually gone okay against some of the big sides. So I guess in the NRL, the biggest problem is is you the Titans will compete with teams that are ranked you know seventh and below. But when they come up against your your Penriths, your Storms, your Roosters in this case, who are kind of just outside that top ranking kind of teams they normally get blown off the park but thinking back to some of the the games this year the storm they competed really well with them in both games i think in both games one game they lost by four points i think that was during origin period so it's a bit of a bit of a weird one to judge but um they played the storm recently and they lost the score will probably be up on the screen here they lost by 14 points they had a great first half um south sydney was one of the outliers where they got kind of beaten by 30 points and beaten pretty comfortably but um, like against Manly, they led really well in the first half, but then just capitulated uh, against. Uh, I think they played Penrith once, and that was magic round. 
And that was one of those, uh, that was the old magic round where they were sin binning everyone and sending off people. I think we played that whole game with 12 players. But anyway, what I'm saying is they're not like the other teams that are most of the time just get blown away from these big teams. They can compete. And when they played the Roosters earlier in the season, they lost by one point. They should have won that game. That truly was a heartbreaker. But they came back from a huge deficit got in front and then they lost by a drop goal. So I, I, I just think the odds the odds are too far apart here. The the pressure's all on the roosters. This is sudden death game for those who don't know. Whoever whoever loses is out of the competition. There's a lot more pressure on the Roosters. The Titans are flying high. It was a mammoth victory against the Warriors last week. I know the Warriors were terrible, but at least the the Titans spirits are really high at the moment. They're stoked to be in the finals. There's a um, a real sense of momentum with the Titans at the moment, and they're coming up a ro- against a Roosters side who's just they're the ultimate battlers, aren't they? I don't know how they are where they are today with all the injuries they've had. It's just truly phenomenal. But you just you get the feeling that you could say at some point, but I mean, of course, they're probably going to stumble as they play those those harder teams. But they're 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 almost. <laughs> Could you say they're limping into the finals? I'm not sure because they had a good victory last week over the Raiders. But if you look at some of their <clears throat> their recent results, they got tailed up by the Rabbitohs, um, you know, beat the Dragons comfortably, but they only beat the Broncos by one point. Now, that's a, that's a worry for me. That was four games ago, obviously, but uh, to only beat the Broncos by one point kind of gives you the feeling that they can be got at if the other team plays to their best. And I, I, th- I don't think that's, I think the Titans will be pretty close to their best on, on Saturday night. Uh, what else is there to say on this one? They obviously deserve to be favorite, the Roosters. And I think the reason why their odds are, are as short as they are is because of the turn, the return of Victor Radley and probably Jer- Jared Warrior Hargraves too, who'll come back in. Uh, Radley did play against when they played the Broncos a couple of weeks back. And then he's had that suspension for the following three weeks, but he did play against the Broncos. And, you know, Radley will make a difference, obviously, but it just shows that if the Roosters are slowly off their game and if the other team's on their game, that um, the margin will be closer. And it doesn't matter that if, if Radley's back, if you get what I mean. I would price the Titans at worst, the, the uh, I guess the, the the highest I would go in terms of pricing the Titans would be four. I think a lot of these bookmakers uh, have got it right at the moment, but I have backed the Titans at 4.2 on Bet365. You might be able to get better at some other books. You could get 4.4 yesterday, as I mentioned, but unfortunately um, that's come in. But, um, yeah, I've snapped up the 4.2 on the Titans. I think it's just a bit too big. I'm not saying it's huge value. Like, I, you know, I'd probably price them at somewhere around that 3.8 to 4 mark. But I think this is closer. This is closer than people, are, than the bookmakers are representing in the odds. I think there's a bigger, you know, chance. There's at least a 25% chance that the, uh, the, the Titans could win this one. So, um, yeah, that's the bet I'm locking in there. Titans 4.2 at Bet365. Just make sure that's 4.2 on the money line draw no bet and not the 1x2. Uh, if I'll, I'll briefly touch on the other NRL games. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you guys anything special in terms of information here. I, I can't say, it's hard to say anything about the Storm Manly game tonight as I don't, Munster's fitness hasn't really been confirmed yet. So not knowing if he's going to start or not, it's kind of impossible to give you guys any insight there as he's such a vital player 
for, for both sides, whether he plays or not. I think Penrith, South, South Sydney, I think Penrith win this comfortably. I think the line's at like minus eight. If you kind of want a, a punt, I'd, I'd be backing Penrith on the line at minus eight. I, th- I think it was minus eight. That's what I'd be going with. I just think South Sydney without Latrell, they just they have they won't have as many points in them, and and they won't be as um, I mean Penrith's defence is superb. So I believe that Penrith are flying under the radar a little bit now, and I think they're going to get a comfortable victory here. To be honest, I think they they're just about nearly favourites for the premiership at the moment. I just think they're flying under the radar a little bit. The Penrith Panthers, um, and they're hungry. They they lost last year and they should have won. I think uh, anyway, I could babble on about that, but um, I have I'm not going to have a bet in this one because I don't really back my thoughts because I don't really follow these teams closely. But um, if I had to have a bet, I'd definitely be on the side of Penrith, Parramatta, and Newcastle. Oh, such a I I do not rate. I really don't rate Newcastle at all. I'd I'd probably take Parramatta on this one on the line. I think the the lines it might even also be minus eight, something around that mark. I'd be siding with Parramatta too, but just like the other game, it's hard to tell with the Eels because they uh, they had that resounding victory over the Storm a couple of weeks ago, but um, they kind of lost their momentum a little bit because they rested everyone the following week. So if I had to pick a side, definitely be with the, the Eels on that one and, and take a little bit of a a minus on the handicap, but yeah, just I just don't, I just really don't rate the Knights. I don't understand all the hype around them. I think they've um, overperformed a little bit this year, just because they've had so many injuries and still made it into the eight. But I still don't think when they got those injuries back, they got Pierce and Ponga back. I still, yeah, I, they don't, they don't um, attacking wise, they don't, they don't frighten anyone. All right, I think that just about does it. Uh, best bet of the weekend. If I had to sum everything up and say my best bet this weekend, it's it's definitely Arsenal <clears throat> minus one on the line. If 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 all those players were fit, like I mentioned before, I'd definitely be jumping on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. So I guess I mean the only bet I've really given out today is Titans at four point two or bet three six five. So um, I think that'll come in a touch, and you'll get a little bit of CLV there. But yeah, that just about does it. Thanks everyone for joining in. I hope you enjoyed my little solo rant today. This is uh, this is good fun. If you thought it was garbage and don't want to ever hear me talk about this kind of stuff again, just let me know in the comments, and I'll make sure that this never happens again. If you liked it, then this might be a decent substitute every time that George and Nigel and Tony can't make it on. Next podcast will be out on Monday, but but on 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 Sunday I'm doing a live Q and A with Pete Ling from Smart Betting Club. So Sunday at uh, nine o'clock UK time, kicking off, and ten o'clock European time. So that's um, that's night time for all you guys watching from Europe and the UK. So tune in for that. We're just going to dive into everything tipsters, I reckon, and you guys can ask whatever questions you want. But I've got some I've got some good questions, I think, for Pete and I. Really, there's a few topics I'm really interested by when it comes to tipsters. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting to Pete. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Please do rate and review of the podcast. It really means a lot if you guys can give it a four or five stars or maybe one if you hate it uh, and leave your review and just and it just it just helps us boost the numbers on the podcast. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe to the channel, all the good stuff. 
Um, and always, if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talk about today on the podcast, the value betting ones more so, uh, start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports. Terrific time to be using the software with all the um, with all the soccer that's going on and also the American football returns this weekend. So, um, pleasure being around, guys, and I'll catch you very soon. Cheers.